Welcome to Audacity Works, a podcast inspired by and dedicated to the working artist, the creative entrepreneur, and generally doing the damn thing. This exists on the premise that the world belongs to those who have the audacity to believe that their lives have value. This is for you. Welcome to Audacity Works. I am your host, Rachel Strickland, and this is episode number 51, so close to the one year anniversary. Today, we're going to talk about creating into the void. (laughs) And to sort of start us off with this, because this is what got me started on thinking about this subject. I received news the other day, or like two days ago, in my inbox. I get this familiar email from Film Freeway uh, that says, judging status on your project has changed. If you don't know, Film Freeway is the website that pretty much everybody uses to submit films to film festivals. I don't consider myself a filmmaker, but I have made one film. Actually, well, that's not true. I've made two. Anyway, I've made a film called Midas is King. Uh, You can see the trailer on my website. I will link it in the show notes if you're curious. But that's my little... No, I hate it when people say little in front of their works. That's my aerial dance film that I made that I'm very proud of and that I love. I have submitted it to 18 different festivals and it's gotten official selection status in four of those 18. So you do the math and that's, it's not bad math, you know. Working on filling up those rejection punch cards means every now and then you're going to trip stumble and succeed at something. <laughs> so I, uh, the last festival that I was uh, chosen as official selection for was the Women's International Film Festival. And I'm like, great. I put the laurels up on, it's really fun. You get to like download a little laurels JPEG and put it on your website. And you're like, I earned laurels. Amazing. And, uh, and then I forgot about it. And I got an email a couple days ago that says, judging status has changed. So I went back and looked and forgot that I was actually submitted as a contest in the Women's International Film Festival and that I won two awards. One of them was Exceptional Merit for an Art House Film and the other was Excellence in an Original Score, which I immediately sent to um, my friend Max Cooper, who was the musician who composed the score for me. So, you know, took that opportunity to send him spiraling into an existential crisis. Uh, it's, it's just the effect that success has on artists sometimes, you know, it, it happens. And I felt generally just very pleased, very honored by this. Uh, it just, it made my day. Like, I had forgotten that it was a contest, so I wasn't expecting to win anything, much less two things. And to be able to share that victory with a dear friend who had worked so hard to uh, to help bring it to fruition. So it was massively cool to be able to send him a message and say, congratulations, you are officially an award-winning composer. And I guess that means I'm an award-winning filmmaker, which is a bizarre sentence to say because I don't even think of myself as a filmmaker. It's just that when Midas is King, the piece was conceived in my head I knew it was a film. It's like, all right, well, I guess I'm making a film. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll make it. And I did. And then I realized, oh, there are festivals I could submit this to. So I did. And then that started working. I was like, well, right on. This is pretty cool. 
Um, here's a way of participating in my culture uh, and in art that I didn't know existed before I did this. So it was great, uh, super fun. It's exciting, you know, learning a new way of doing things. You know, and when you get an acceptance, you add your little laurels to the web page and it feels awesome. And then you win an award and and I started thinking. I started thinking about it. I'm like, so what are we doing here? We're submitting to festivals, which is good. Get get the work in front of people. I made the work. It deserves to be seen. I want it to be seen. So uh, if if that's the only benefit, then that's enough. But let's not dismiss the question as a foregone conclusion. And I just started wondering, like, what what is the point of doing this? It is not common to have like a cash prize. Like nobody enters film festivals. <laughs> okay, as far as I know, I don't know anyone who enters film festivals for um, a financial reason. It actually costs to submit your work to festivals. So it's it's not money. It's not that you're after money. Uh, so I get that you could be after getting the work in front of new eyeballs and hopefully affecting them in some way. If that's enough, that's fine. And just, can you can you smell the existential crisis? I talked about sending Max on one, but here I was doing the same thing. Like, what are we doing here? What does it all mean? What is the end goal? It's clearly not money. And so I reached out to a friend of mine uh, who is a spectacular artist, writer, filmmaker, and whom I trust very much. And he's a lot more experienced than me, uh, especially in terms of filmmaking and, and writing. So I was like, this is, I'm going to ask him. I'm like, okay, so what's the point? Because I'm sort of at this stage and I know we can just like go on collecting laurels in festivals forever, but like, is, is that the extent? Is that what we're doing here? What are you doing here? And he pointed out the difference because he makes narrative films, right? Like movies. And I may have made one art house aerial dance film uh, where my skin flakes off to the ground in a pile of gold. These two things are not the same. And the objectives of, of uh, entering into festivals are not the same. And he pointed out that in narrative film, uh, the laurels, while being fun and validating, also serve to further the aim of perhaps being able to get funding, uh, he's Irish, uh, or do a feature, or a pilot, or something like that. For dance films or for art house films, it's unlikely for uh, those to be followed up with a feature uh, or funding if you're an American or live somewhere else where funding isn't you know, that very plentiful. So the point really is just for the work to exist and to be put in front of uh, as many eyes as you can so that the work can breathe. And I am satisfied with that. So uh, I wasn't asking this because I needed it to be a different answer. I was pretty sure like the work just needed to exist. And that's why I made it. I didn't make it so I could submit it to film festivals. I just made it because I couldn't stomach the idea of Midas is King not existing. It needed to exist. It was in me. It needed to come out. The monster needed to be born and walk around the world. And now it's doing that and submitting it to film festivals is a way for the monster to breathe and walk around the world. 
That is enough reason for me. But wait, there's more. In the midst of having this conversation, I proceed (laughs) to go off on a large rant about the fine arts scene and what it's like to offer. I've ranted about this before on this podcast, but um, having been a performer for money for many years, the whole idea of the fine arts scene is mind-boggling. Like you, you make this work, whatever it is. You make this work, visual arts especially. You know, maybe it's sculpture, paintings, photography, whatever it is. You make a, you make work. You make a body of work, maybe a, a collection, and then you uh, apply to exhibitions, to galleries, to showings, and if you get accepted. Uh, then like, huzzah, and you go and you show your work and the work exists and the work gets in front of more eyes. And that's great. However, being uh, a working artist who's worked professionally, uh, which as you know, to me means in exchange for money, uh, the skill is exchanged for money. That's what professional means to me. Um, the fine art scene, while being heralded as something more prestigious than entertainment offers no pay, uh, no very little support, and it costs most of the time to apply to these things in the first place. So you're paying money to apply for the privilege of working for free to show your work at uh, a gallery space. Someone's making money, but it's not the artist generally. And I say someone's making money because somebody's got to keep the lights on and the heater on. And the whole thing has just kind of left me befuddled. And I'm not that knowledgeable about the fine arts scene because uh, that's not where my experience lies. But I've gotten to know it a lot better in recent years. Uh, there, There is a piece of mine that is both a film. Oh, shit, I guess I've made three films. Okay. A film in that it's also... Um, available to do as an installation or a performance, and that's made with my friend, very accomplished digital artist, Katina Bitsakas. And that piece is called Blood Meal. And uh, I'll link that in the show notes too, if you want to take a look at it. It's on my website. But um, since Katina is very well experienced in the fine arts scene, she's a very accomplished visual artist and digital artist. And she's also a performance artist but like solely in the fine arts, uh, in fine arts venues. And she's also just amazing in general and a very high output, very prolific. And because of her and, and her knowledge base, Blood Meal, the piece that we made together, has gotten into seven or eight national showings. And we're actually installing it in Wilmington, North Carolina um, in early 2024. It's already lined up. But she really had to talk me through this process because being a professional performer, I, I was just kind of flabbergasted. I'm like, why are, why are people doing this? Uh, it's, not, it's not supporting the artists. It's like there's this whole subsection of the art world, and that is in quotes right now, where it's seen as more valid than performing arts, but it doesn't pay anything to the creators that make it and I don't get it and I don't know if this is just like a purely American conundrum because 
I am an American and I have lived soaked in capitalism my entire life. And the reason that Americans talk about money all the time is because we don't have a freaking choice, y'all. If you don't find a way to earn money during your life as an American, you will die in a ditch. There's no social safety net. Nobody gives a shit. I'm not saying that because I'm cynical. I'm actually not. But I am an American and I and I I do have lived experience of 41 years uh, in this culture. And that's really a big bee in my bonnet how um, people are demonized for wanting to be compensated for their art. They're demonized for even considering it like, oh, you should do it for the love. Well, I wish that I could, Susan. But mama's got to put bread on the table. And I'm at peace with all of these things. Like, I, I was comfortable um, with that. I know. I know. I've been here. It's not my first day. And then I get introduced to the art world. That's quotes again, air quotes, um, where all of this is happening with this ivory tower kind of mentality, but there's no money and there's no support. And I just don't get it. Like, why are people doing this? And not just some people, but like hundreds of thousands of people. Like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't freaking count them. Okay. But a lot, there's a lot of people that participate in it. And I wonder like, what are they seeing that I'm not seeing? I just don't get it. And uh, I, so I put this to my friend, my, my filmmaker friend that I was speaking to and like, well, what about this? And he just said, oh yeah, the fine art scene is totally fucked. (laughs) Okay. So thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, It's validating. I just figured I was missing something and maybe I am. If you have the answer to, uh, to this conundrum, I would love to know like, what am I missing here? Why are people doing this? Which brings me to actually the subject of today's episode, which is creating into the void. So do I think that you should create expressly for the purpose of earning money? No. The only reason that is good enough to make art is to make the art. The work has to be enough just for it to exist. It has to be enough to tell your story. It has to be enough to make your work. If after you've done that, you can find ways of participating in your culture in ways that you probably haven't even thought yet because I am still finding them, you know, 16 years in the door. But the work does need to be enough just for it to exist. And do I believe that artists deserve to be paid for their work? Obviously, yes, I do. But that's also not the point of making the work. I know I've gone off on a rant here about the fine arts scene, but the truth is like if if the work has to be enough on its own and then in able in order to get eyes on the work and for the work to interact with the public if that's important to you, then it either needs to make it to a stage which which is a lot easier apparently to get paid for or into a gallery setting or a showing or an installation or a festival or whatever it is then that has to be enough as well like we have to make peace with things the way that they are even if we wish that it were different and if we intend to change it 
and we can, we can change it. Like if you're going to walk into the belly of a beast, know what beast you're walking into. Like know ahead of time. Uh, or or don't find out while you're in the belly. I don't know. I think both of them could be uh, really valuable lived experiences. And with all of this said, would I make another film? Yeah, I would. I would make another film if one came to me and was like knocking at the door saying, okay, time to be born. Let the monster out. Yeah, I would let that monster out. I would. I would do it all again. Just so that it could live. Just so that it could be born and walk And I would apply to film festivals. I would do everything the same. Because it's enough. I also think it's okay that it raises these questions. It's okay to ask these questions um, because the answers are really important. And like, uh, let's take writing, for example. Writing into a void. That just means you're writing for the sake of writing. You're writing because it's in you and you want to write. And you have to write. You feel compelled to write. Um, should you write a book for the express uh, aim of it getting published? I mean, you can, but it doesn't sound like a very positive experience. It's all resting on an end goal. And the end goal uh, shouldn't be the metric of whether or not a work is successful or not. I mean, the, the measure of whether a work is successful is did it get made? Does it exist? And hopefully, you know, we can get the work in front of eyes, either through publishing or being included in a festival or being paid for on a big stage or whatever it is. And however it is that you want to get that work in front of people and share it with people. And I honestly think that it is a combination of the application of time and effort, time and effort. Time is the one that is usually overlooked because people are like, it's been six months. Why isn't it working yet? Oh boy, it's, uh, take a nap and get a cracker or something because six months is a drop in the bucket. But if you're feeling some kind of uh, existential angst around the creation of your art and why you're making it and what the end goal is, I understand and I want to validate that for you, especially if you live in a capitalistic society like you've been trained to think that way your entire life. It's okay that you're thinking that way. Also, the end goal doesn't matter. What matters is that you make the work. Make the work, put your work forward. That is your only job. Not to decide how it compares with other people's work or your past work or maybe your future work. It's not our job to judge our work or other people's work. It's our job to make the work, make the work and put the work forward. That's your job as a working artist. And there's no metric inside of that that says you should have this many awards or you should have been published this many times. That's not the metric. And if it is the metric, I think you can see how that would really inhibit an individual's vision for what it was that they wanted to make. If you're always thinking about the end goal, then you're probably not making authentic work, or at least not doing it any favors. So I guess I really want to just invite all of you who are listening. Most people who listen to this podcast have a creative practice of some kind, And I think it's worth asking ourselves, like, what is enough? 
Um, particularly if you do get caught up in this loop and you're like, well, where am I going to make money? And do I use my art to make money or do I use my job to fund my art? You know, all of these are valid questions. So what's going to be enough? What's going to make it worth it? For myself, the idea of not making the work is so abhorrent to me that it doesn't matter what it costs. Even as I am moving into this new sort of era of my creative practice where I'm not really selling performances very often because I've done it already. I'm more interested in, in making work instead of selling uh, a piece of work to a stage, uh, which I, you know, has so much value and is so amazing. But, you know, I, kind of, I did it already. I did it a bunch. And I want to know other ways that I can participate in my culture. And these are the kinds of questions that are coming up for me. And I'm curious if you have an answer, I'd love to hear it. Like, what's enough for you? Is it enough for the work just to exist? Uh, is it enough for it to get in front of people's eyes um, so that it can hopefully affect them one way or another? What would be enough? What's enough for you? You can reach me uh on Instagram at Rachel Strickland Creative or on Patreon at Rachel Strickland Creative. And I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to my existential rant. And an extra thank you to my patrons, who I'm so, so grateful for, especially after a rant like this. I'm like, oh my god, I feel so incredibly blessed and grateful uh, to, to have their support. So thank you for standing with me and for making this podcast and so many other things possible. It would not exist without you. Or if it did, it would just be living on my hard drive, probably. So go out there and make your work, my good people. Um, Tell your stories. Use your voice. And don't go back to sleep.